Hello everybody and once again this is the Family Prosperity Podcast. I'm Michael Redden and today we're going to have a little bit of a discussion on what it really takes to succeed, to break that third generation curse. We've approached this from all different kinds of angles but there's one more thing that I think we really need to talk about. And uh, before we kind of get into some of the details, I can tell you that um, recently talking with quite a few families, I've been reminded of a time in my life that was a little bit different. Um, essentially, uh, I have four kids, and uh, three of them are spaced pretty together. And then the, the fourth one just came along, the baby. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, space between him and years and uh, my third child. And I think a lot of families kind of come up with that same kind of thing. You know, you, you'll have a couple of kids and then, you know, some time will pass and that next one comes along. And that kind of really changes your life and changes your family dynamic, right? So I think if you really think back on that, if you've been in that experience, you know that um, when that younger child, that youngest child comes along, those older children, you know, they're, uh, they may be in school, they may be in sports, they may be bringing on those other parts of your life where these uh, children are giving you those enriching experiences, you're involved in PTA, you're involved in the community. It's not like when you had that first child, right, and everything kind of stopped. You were parents. Sure, maybe you didn't go out with your friends and things as much, but the baby, the baby was there. You took care of the child. You worried a whole lot about those first school experiences and things, and they kept you busy, but it's not quite the same as that activity where you're going in three or four different directions, right? Well, that kind of is what kind of happened to us, and with that there, it kind of became necessary at that point for everyone to kind of pitch in with it, right? And one of the big differences in this scenario than when you first have children is that the older children can ta help take care of the younger one. Some, a lot of times they want to, and you know, that's kind of part of that being that classical baby piece where they say, you know, everyone chips in for the baby. The baby always gets what they want. The baby's always spoiled. You kind of hear those kinds of things, you know, and whether you or your spouse stays home with the child while they're young or when they eventually go back, everyone tips in, chips in. You have a kind of built-in babysitter, and in a way, you all have your lives kind of going but this younger child, you know, everyone's life does kind of revolve a little bit around it. It's not the center, though, but they all chip in. They babysit. They watch for um, all the best things are handed down to that child. And there's always that little consideration with that thing that kind of goes with it. And that younger child gets to do things that the other children didn't, right? That younger child's going to go along uh, maybe to uh, baseball games and things with uh, uh, some older kids being that, you know, the friends of their siblings, and they're going to be involved in that. And it's, it's that constant exposure, and it's always there, and there are things that you do to nurture, and that child has a um, very full life because of that. And 
I think that this is kind of a good analogy for what goes along with those things. I know uh, we've talked about before about um, children and businesses kind of being like children. I know Mason talked about that a lot in his previous podcast, but I think these are some uh, good analogies for the kind of the stages of family wealth and kind of how we go with it, right? Because in the beginning, when the entrepreneurs and everyone get together and they make that business, they make whatever created that wealth, whether you have children or not, that's your baby, right? Everything that you and the family do at times really go into feeding that. It needs a lot of attention. Someone needs to watch it. Sometimes you need to have the kids come in and work a little bit and help babysit it. It really is that focus of where your energy and things are going because you see where that reward and things are kind of coming. And, you know, when you think about it, a lot of times when you got married, you always meant to have children. A lot of us get married for the purpose of having children and building families is something we want to do. For the entrepreneur, it's the same thing. You wanted to build that business, build that enterprise, and your family kind of comes along with it and it does become that next baby that's there. And through that first generation and things like that, and sometimes even that second generation, that's really the focus. That's the baby in the family that everyone helps nurture and build up. Okay? And once you start passing that one on, you can kind of look at it as that's when the wealth creator in that analogy, if they stayed home and nurtured that baby, is now going to go off either going back to work or maybe they're having that empty nest syndrome. Okay? The nest is empty now. That baby is now grown up. That baby is now an adult. It can support itself. It's on its own. And the whole family looks back just like you would look back at that younger child when sometimes that older sibling's old enough that maybe the age difference is so much that maybe they are actually more like an uncle. Or at least they are that bigger brother, that bigger sister, sure. But that, that, that's the big difference. They weren't really children together. There was an adolescent and a baby, adolescent and a uh, young adult and a child. They weren't really children together. And that's a big deal. And additionally, there's another kind of thing that goes with those family dynamics, right? The roles used to help take care of the baby kind of made other priorities shift, right? If the teenager was the one that was going to stay home and take care of the child while you went off to work or did an errand, then they were priority a little bit more like that too. If the teenager was the one who was going to take that child to their volleyball game, take that child to do the friends and the play date or to a movie and kind of give you a break from that. If they were taking one of those responsibilities, they got the priority. Maybe they got to use the car. You know, they were important. They had an important role to play. It's not that they were more important than other family members and the other brothers and sisters, but because they were doing that, they got some more resources at that point because we got to take care of the baby. And a lot of times in this kind of a stage, the people and the family members who are involved in the business are seen, rightly or wrongly, as maybe being a little bit more important because they got a little bit bigger role because they're taking care of that baby, and that baby's the focus. That baby's the center. It's what created the wealth. It's what took care of everybody. And we really have that as our driving force. 
But as early as you can, you got to start thinking about moving on from this. Because that business is successful, it's going to grow. If that wealth is successful, it's going to grow. Because in the life cycle of successful families, families that don't die, that don't break up, that that third generation curse doesn't take, this isn't the only baby. You see, when that business grows up, when that business can be passed on, when that business can be scaled, when we're looking at those things and we can't say this business is a baby anymore, it, when it doesn't need that constant nurturing and care, when it can do things on its own, to be truly successful, we have to bring our family to life too, right? Something that binds us together. Before, the business is what bound us together. Well, the next thing that's going to happen is, wouldn't you know it, another baby comes to the family. There's another child there. The family raised the business together. It was a group effort. That's something that, you know, can end when it grows up and it's, and it's, and it's big. Because it kind of passes on and everyone else can go back to work and do those kinds of things. But this next child that comes along that needs to be nurtured has a much longer raising period. So this is the new baby. This baby's the family. Okay? We just birthed this concept of the family. It's there. We want to come together. We want to have legacy wealth. We've made this decision. We're not sure what uh, all of our goals and values are going to be from each generation to generation, but we know that's what's going to hold us together because while the business was the center at one point, when you get three generations down the road and there's going to be a lot more people involved, this family's larger, not everybody's working in the business, not everybody maybe even cares about the business, there's other things, there's other priorities, that business isn't the absolute priority anymore. It's not the baby. It's not what we all stop and come back and nurture. But the family is. Now that that family has been birthed, and it's the baby now, the business even helps take care of it. So just like the other siblings as they were growing, the family in that household, if you think about your family in the same analogy, that family itself, that living family is now the baby, this concept of what's going to bind us together for all time. There's going to be different roles for it. Some people are going to have to come in and babysit. Some people are going to teach the family. Some people are going to change diapers and clean up. Someone has to go make sure all the bills are paid, that it's got medical insurance, that it's got its dental checkups, and it's going to be raised, okay? And you're going to have to teach it things. Teach it right from wrong. Teach it, teach it what's important in the world. Teach it that he's to take help take care of and be nice and play with its siblings, whether it's the business or um, different branches of the family that are there. They have to all play nice and come together. And just like when you raise that business, it's a family effort, okay? Just like if you have that younger child that comes along, it really is a family effort. And my family, you know, everyone loves the baby. Everyone wants to protect the baby. 
Everyone likes to play with the baby. It's just one of those kinds of things. He's a bright, vibrant, happy boy. And he really does get that uh, closeness and that tender affection that you really would want. We're really lucky with that. But the same thing, I think, if you look back on what you did with your business when it was growing, you had that same stuff for your business. Everyone kind of had a little bit with it. It was a part of your children growing up. They had memories, whether it was you in there, them in there. It was a part of them. Okay? It really was a part of the family, and it grew up now. And just like they've moved out and maybe started moving on with their own lives, so did the business. That empty nest syndrome afterwards, where there's nothing left there to kind of hold together, that's what gets it going. That's what's gone. And just like you made that decision to birth that business and the family came along, now your family's going to make that decision, okay? To, uh, to adopt, to create this smaller child that is the family itself. And that child needs to be cared for. We all agreed that in the first step of family governance, we agreed we want to avoid that third generation curse. We want to have that family wealth that continues and to support each other and to be in this together. And through doing that, we wanted to create that family. We don't know who it was. We want to be a living person, living, breathing person. When we did that, that child was born. That child was adopted. We brought that child home. Just like when you sold your first client, sold your first piece of, a, piece of product or merchandise, your, building, your uh, business was born. And now together, we're going to nurture that child. We're going to change its diapers. It's going to grow. We're going to teach it things. And we're going to take care of it. The business is going to take care of it too. Everyone's going to chip in. That child's going to grow. That child's going to go off to school. It's going to have its own wants, its own needs. It's going to bind us together because we're all going to take part in this. And then when it, but when it comes of age, and that family does, since it's the baby, it's going to look around and it's going to see, hey, everyone took part in that wonderful childhood that I had. Everyone helped me and raised me together. And I love everyone here. And now that we're older, I'm going to take care of those folks. I'm going to take care of the business. I'm going to take care of the family members. I'm going to come visit everybody. I'm going to talk to them about the good times. I'm going to talk to them about the future. And I'm going to ask them their opinions. And they're going to help me decide what's best in life and where to go. And maybe it's going to help take care of new businesses and things. Maybe it's going to have children of its own. But the difference is, when that business was first created, that was something that maybe the parents just decided and everyone else came along with.
This family, though, everyone decided to create this one. Everyone's involved. We all did it together. And kind of why am I bringing this up? Because everyone is looking out there to solve this kind of equation. And I want them to know that they have it within themselves. This is not something where you go and you hire some lawyers or some fancy experts and they do it for you. This is not a done-for-you thing. This is a done-with-you thing. People may help you learn, right? You send your kids off to school and the teachers there teach them. You take your kid to the doctor and the physician looks at the kid. But you take the kid there. Same thing for your family, right? There may be trusts involved. There may be other advisors involved. But you did it. You guys came together. You created your family. You raised your family. And that's another reason why there's important the importance of having those roles, right? There may be roles that are important to the, to the family, like that teaching role that maybe an outside teacher does. The physician role that kind of comes in, right? But I bet you didn't go to the doctor for everything. I bet that you even had uh, your mom come in or your dad come in. They'd take your temperature, feel your forehead. They'd give you Tylenol. They'd give you Motrin. They'd kind of help you out when that needed to happen. I bet also that you didn't learn everything from a teacher. You may ask your siblings and things questions. You may ask your aunts or uncles. They may teach you those things. There are things you need to learn that weren't taught in school. You did that together. It's the same concept with these roles and how you're going to raise this family. There are going to be people be involved in the business. There are going to be people be involved in investments probably. There are going to be people involved in keeping the peace. I bet if you think back about it, you and your siblings, maybe even you and your spouse and everyone didn't get along all the time. Or maybe other people in your family didn't get along. Maybe you were the person who was the peacemaker. Someone always came in together there and kind of kept the peace. They kept you together. That's that role. Someone in the family, whether it was great-grandma and everything else, because we talked about this previously and what holds families together, they made sure everyone came to the family Christmas. They made sure everyone knew what everyone else was doing. And sometimes, too, even when they're thinking about what's doing to the family farm and everything, they might call that big family meeting and talk about it. Let everyone know their plans and get their feelings out. You already know how to do this. You just need to be deliberate about it and choose to make it centered around this person who's not going to die. This person who is your family. Just like your business lives longer. Your family can too. Now the business and everything else will hurt. What will support your family, and your family will support the rest of it. So I think this is a very good analogy to kind of look at it. Right, your business was your baby at one point. You raised it. Everyone else chipped in. Okay. Businesses usually, at least family businesses, ones that aren't you know corporations, they start about one or two entrepreneurs and then just kind of sold off. If they're going to stay in the family then they've got siblings, okay? And usually those siblings mature faster than the business will. 
they become adults before the business, but even if they don't, it's still that part there where at some point down the line, the business was like that young child where it was the center, it was the focus, it's where the energy went. It was that priority. Just like in my family, when the youngest came along and there was a lot larger gap in space between the children, everyone chipped in. We were at different parts in our lives, right? Same thing goes for that. And I think you can see the analogy to your family. You've already birthed this business. You've already birthed this wealth. And even if this wealth is mature now, maybe it's passed on a generation or two or something like that. If it's really going to continue, if it's going to take care of you later on, right? Then you've got to have that family and treat it the same way. It's that newest child that came in metaphorically. Everybody has a role. You all raise this child together. You have that experience together and that's what's going to hold you together. Let everyone choose the roles that are there. And what are the common roles? We know what the common roles are. And you can define these roles and how you take care of that in the same way. But the really the common ones are going to be who runs the businesses, how we deal with investments, the wellness side, which is going to be that how do we educate everybody, how do we help people when they're sick, and how do we come together and celebrate and spend time together, you know? How do we plan that metaphorical family vacation? How do we make sure we see each other, you know? We all spent time together, even if, even if it wasn't a vacation. The family got together on weekends and you decided, hey, let's go to a movie, let's go bowling, let's go to these other things. You did that with your children. Sometimes you've looked back, you really even did that with your businesses, right? You celebrated, you had everything coming together. You had those staff meetings, that camaraderie, keeping everybody together, and your family was involved in that. Well, now when your family's alive, it's going to be involved in that too, right? It needs to have those same things. There's someone in your family who loves to do those things. Leverage that. If they want to grow and move on from that, fine. Someone else take that role. It's a group effort to raise this family, to raise it up through there. And you just got to think of it in that way. We're going to take care of it. It's going to take care of us. Because when we're older and it's more mature with that and it's harder, the family's, that family child is what's going to grab everybody and say, hey, let's come together, family vacation. Hey, we need to spend time together as a family. Hey, Johnny is sick. Whether it's social things, mental things, health-wise things, just not happy. Help, let's help fix it. There's a new business coming out from, from, from John and we know he needs help and support, whether it's monetary or otherwise, and we're going to support him that, we're going to listen to him, we're going to encourage him to grow. Investment side and everything else too. Oh, some people aren't getting along. And they can come in there and get it going through. I bet there are several times in your life, too, where, you know, the younger child may come up to the 
to some of your other children who are arguing and fighting, say, guys, no, be nice to each other. And kind of bring everything back home. Have them talk it out. Solve it. There are infinite ways you can have these supporting roles. If it's important to your family, then there's one there. Someone can tell the stories of everything and let everyone know the history and learn the values and the lessons. It's all there. And so it's like raising that child. And that's why these responsibility parts are, are, are important. And no amount of financial product or legal structure or construct can replace what that does. Those things are there to support and enable you to do, do these things. But if you never had trust for other things, okay? Businesses can survive without those if the family comes together and does this, even if you own everything in your own hands, okay? You never do trust, never do anything fancy. People just take the shares on and go and go. Life's going to be messy. There may be divorces, may things get bought, moved around. But if the family's intact, it will still come together, support each other, and survive. This is the first step. It takes time. It's effort. But all in all, you built a business. You've raised children. It's no different. You've been here before. And you're all going to do it together. You've all got experience in it. It's not like those lonely nights when you're an entrepreneur and you just started out by yourself with no employees and you got to go sell and you got to come up with the sales message and everything else. It's not like that. You're all going to be able to support each other. Just like when you've got more kids, it's easier after that second one, right? The third non get easier. Because there's more people there to help you. There's more support infrastructure. The family's tighter that way. More flexibility. You've got that same part here. So I encourage you to go out there and do that. I'm going to end this today. I kind of went longer than I usually do like I want to. But I really think when you conceptualize this in this way, you'll get what we're trying to say. That you can do this. Did you do it together? And that's all you really want anyway. You wanted to stay together and keep the wealth together. So if you have any questions about this or anything like that, let us know. Um, you can reach out to us through familyprosperitypartners.com. Just kind of the uh, email address and contacts on there. Let us know. Maybe we'll answer your question in a future podcast. Maybe we'll reach out to you personally. But we really like to hear from you. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or on Google. We'd appreciate it.